0: Ah, wow. they leave quick either they they're happy to go. well, I'll just stay with that. I won't even consider the other options. Hey, Amen, I asked some people to bring uh knapsacks. If you brought a knapsack, would you be able to bring it up here and just put it on this table? If you brought a knapsack this morning, could you please bring it up? And put it on this table. And I'm not gonna check them either. (laughs) I'm not gonna go through them and go, oh, hey, that looks good. Process. Who here loves the process? We got a bunch of honest people. I do not enjoy the process. And, and I've thrown up a, a, a little screenshot here uh, of plan. Can you put that up, Cora? Because a word, a picture says a thousand words, so right there, there's a thousand words. Um, have you ever come up with a plan that looked like from A to B was just straight, a straight line, and it's like, what can get in the way of this? And then can you put up reality? <laughs> I... I <laughs> That was clever, Cora. Yeah. There's a lot of praying in this. But this is often reality. And this is like, I started and I thought it was going to be easy, but we get one valley and we get a hill and then we get a downslope. And life, I would suggest to you, is more like this. I saw another graphic and I was going to print it up, but the Wi-Fi has been acting up. But have you ever thought what success looks like? Especially when you're looking at somebody else's success. And you, you see success and basically it's from here to there, just like plan. And you look at somebody and go, they're successful and they just started there and they ended up there. But then they said what it really looks like to the person that's done it is they start and then all of a sudden it's just a bunch of squiggly lines. And then finally you get to the end. And life is not always a straight line. Life is not always just simple. I wish it was, but I have found that the more you get into family, the more issues you have. And family is a picture God gives us. Now, I have a lot of brothers And don't ask them, but sometimes we didn't agree with each other. And if any of you have siblings, I'm sure some of you have had moments, especially as kids. I mean, as adults, we should get along. But as kids, sometimes you fight. I mean, our dinner table almost was like a civil war. And my mom and dad would pray, and as soon as we finished praying, it was like, You better watch out because if you don't put your hand in there and grab something, you're going to go hungry. So life sometimes can be tough and difficult. I want to read a passage to you this morning, and then I want to share with you just a few thoughts that I have about the process. And if you can turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11. I want to read this passage and... And I want to give you some thoughts on how dealing with the process. What do you do when things aren't working out? Where do you go? In the world, we have so many things. People go to alcohol. People will actually try to, the the term, drown their sorrows. People will go to other addictive things, whether it's pornography, even eating. How do you deal with things? Some people deal with it. Well, I'll just binge eat. It's a real thing. I'm not trying to make light of it. It's, it's a coping mechanism. And what happens is we have a coping mechanism that has replaced God. And we have a coping mechanism where when I'm under stress, What am I going to do? I'm going to point to somebody else, and I'm going to make fun of them, or I'm going to run this direction, or I'm going to go this way or that way. And what happens is we have learned behavior that has said, you know, I've been successful in this. I've got away with it. I haven't had to deal with this. I haven't had to deal with that. And what happens is we have a learned behavior where we have eliminated God And have tried to figure out things ourselves. And sometimes it works to a measure. As Pastor Nelson would say, sometimes you go around the mountain. And God wants to deal with something. And you don't deal with it, you end up just going around the mountain. And sometimes the going around the mountain seems to be, and I say seems because it's not. But it seems to be more comfortable than letting God deal with it. But until you get to that point where you bring God into the equation and into that issue, you end up just going and end up into those valleys. So in Matthew 11, this whole chapter, is, it's an interesting chapter because when you study Christ and when you look at his words, sometimes he'll have a conversation and all of a sudden he'll just drop something else in the middle of it and it's like, where does that fit in? And in chapter 11, he's doing some miracles, and John the Baptist, who four chapters or five chapters earlier baptized him, is wondering if Jesus is the Christ. But he baptized him just a few chapters earlier. And he sends his disciples, his followers, to Jesus to find out what he's doing, And they ask him questions, and Jesus says, just watch. And I want you to see, uh, this is just a sidebar, but this is developing. I'm just trying to paint a little picture of the landscape of how sometimes Jesus operates. And in the process of life, and Jesus said here, the lame walk, the blind see, people are being raised from the dead. When you get around Christ, expect something to happen he says signs will follow he doesn't say signs might i live a life where i expect to see miracles justin i'm so proud of you this morning that you took a step of faith beyond just reading but exercising a step of faith and doing a prophetic act sometimes we we limit god or we excuse him I have a bad knee, a bad left knee. When I was 16 years old, I blew it out playing soccer. And now, and I had surgery, but there may be some kind of calcification or bone chip or something in, so every once in a while, it gives out. So Justin exercises what God gave him, and he says somebody with a left knee, do you know what my first reaction was? Oh, well, I've lived with it for 35 years. And it took me three quarters of the way through the prayer to finally stand up and say, no, I... I And sometimes you might not see the healing immediate, but I believe as you exercise that faith and every time you stand up, every time you do something, whether it was the lower back, whether it was the right side, whether it was the left knee, every time you do something, I believe you are exercising faith to see what God will do. And all of a sudden, one morning, you're going to wake up and you're going to go, huh, I didn't do that before. So son, I'm proud of you. And if any of you have words like that, I want to encourage you to put them out there. Because it's through your exercise of faith that you will grow in this. And I will gladly take them even if nobody responds i will receive them and i will encourage you and champion you for taking a step of faith and saying i believe god wants to touch somebody today because signs will follow and when jesus is involved something happens so that was for free But he's here in Matthew chapter 11 and they come and ask him. And then he continues on and he says all these cities that didn't respond to what they saw happen. Thank you, Brad. You're a servant. And I'm a mess. And and these guys... He, he he speaks to these cities and he says, you know, Sodom is going to be in a better position than you because they, if they would have had this opportunity, they would have responded. And he continues on and then he gets near the end of the chapter and, and he didn't speak in chapters, by the way. He didn't say, okay, this is chapter 7, this is chapter 8. He, he didn't speak like that. So in the course of his talking, he continues on and then he says, he gets to this funny part near the end of the chapter where he says, Father, I'm just so thankful that that you, you've... You've revealed yourself, and, and, and nobody can see the Father except they see me, and nobody sees me unless they know the Father. And, and then he gets this, out of there, he goes, come unto me. And, and I just find this interesting because sometimes in life, you can be so occupied with all this happening and all this happening, and, it, and then all of a sudden Jesus says something completely out of context. And it's amazing, if you look at the scriptures, he's talking, we write books about one specific subject, but when we look at Christ, he's all over. He, he'll touch one thing, and in the same conversation, he touches another thing. So if my sermon is scattered, that's okay, I'm just like Christ, But if you go to verse 28, and this is the verse that I want you to see, these three verses. He's talking, and he goes through this. And Pastor Daniel actually shared this this morning, and I did not tell him what I was going to preach on. But Jesus says, in the middle of all this conversation, in the middle of talking about how these cities haven't responded, in the middle of talking about his relationship with the Father, he just goes, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And then he just continues. He doesn't do a 25-minute exposition. Sometimes the statements of Christ are so succinct and so powerful that we just need to look at them. So, with the time being 5 to 12, and me trying to be very careful with time, I want to say to you, who here is heavy laden? You don't have to put up your hands. Who here is weary? Who here is exhausted? Who here has been carrying a backpack around week after week after week? It might be unmet expectations, but every time something happens, it's like I just get a little bit more heavy. It might be lack of finances. And every time I look at the bank account, the numbers get smaller And smaller. It might be, what do I do with my career? Become like a minion. No, what do I do with my career? It might be my family has rejected me. And these things weigh on us. It might be I'm qualified, but nobody wants to take me. It might be I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. Oh, there's something in this one. Oh. I've tried and I've tried, and every time I've tried, nobody's even given me any value or accepted me. And we have these things, and, and many of us, if not all of us, have had situations in our life where we are carrying things that we should not carry. But I'm used to it, it's my cross to bear. Give me a break. It's not your cross to bear. He bore it already. He took it all on the cross and he said, it's finished. And we have made Christianity fit into our life instead of fitting our life into his And we've said, oh, I'll accept you, Christ, but I've got all these knapsacks, all these backpacks, all this baggage, all this luggage that's coming with me. And Christ says, no, come unto me. And we've said, no, you come with me, Jesus. And he says, no, come unto me. And this morning, I just want to be real simple. To me, it's, I don't want to overcomplicate. We overcomplicate Jesus. I don't have six steps. I don't have three steps to a breakthrough and six steps to financial freedom. I don't have that this morning. I've got one solution. His name is Jesus. And I believe in plans. I believe in steps and procedures, and I've given them to you as we've gone through this. But lest we forget Jesus... We're in this, and we're doing it all wrong. So as we talk and as we have the landscape of process in front of us, and I will be continuing talking about process, because there's growth in progress, in process, I want you today the one thing I want you to go home with today is a greater understanding of Jesus. plain and simple Jesus. He says, come unto me. His calls are so simple. He looks at the disciples, he picks them, and he says, follow me, and I'll make you. And this morning, the power of God was strong this morning. And I don't want you to come to church Sunday morning and even though it's Mother's Day and we honor our mothers, but I did not want to preach just a message on mothers. I want to preach a message of Jesus. And I want the mothers to be affected, but I also want the brothers to be affected. And some of you here this morning are carrying things that you need to take your backpack and put it down and just come to Jesus. He says come unto me. In fact, my version it says come to me. The solution is actually very simple. Come to me. Well, I thought I had to do no. Come to me. Well, I thought what about th- come to me. Don't overcomplicate. Well, you don't understand. I've got situations. I've got work next. There were times when I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking about tomorrow. There were times when Pastor Winona and I would be talking and she would ask me a question. And literally, my temperature would just And I would try to handle it. I would try to figure it out. I would try to, and some of these principles are good. I'm all for it. But sometimes we push Jesus aside and we say, no, this is the way to figure this out. The first thing I need when I walk in the process is Jesus. Because if I don't come to him, I'm missing out the most important person in the world. I'm missing out on the most wise information and person I can have. His name is Jesus. You say, well, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. But I tell you, I have found I need Jesus. I can't make it on my own. I've tried. You give me one week and it's a mess. I don't need a lifetime to create a mess. I need just like 168 hours. And some of you would argue even less than that. You're laughing, honey. So this morning, I believe Jesus is just saying, come. Don't leave, don't run, don't hide, don't turtle, don't move yourself, but actually exercise something where he says, Come. Come. Well, I make a fool of myself. No, you really won't. Because people are cheering you on, and people are probably going, and he's got courage. <laughs> She's got courage. I wish I had that courage. Because if I came or if I did this, I'd be kind of transparent. He offers the solution. He doesn't offer a solution. He offers the solution he says come to me so this morning i want the the music to play josh would you be able to come and grab a guitar brad are you able to come and uh, play on those round things If you read this passage, it says, come unto me, all you who are weary or labor and are heavy laden. He says, and I will give you rest. And actually that word rest actually means he'll cause rest. He'll cause rest. Don't, don't put up candles. Don't do the aromatherapy. The first Just come to him. So we're going to do that for a few minutes this morning. Because I want you to see how simple it is just to come to him.